The last time the Philadelphia Eagles saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was in 2021 in a playoff game where Jalen Hurts didn't look like Jalen Hurts. Can these 2023 Eagles get it going against the 2-0 Bucks? All that and more on today's edition of Crossover Thursday here on Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Bucks and Locked on Eagles, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am James Yarko, deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com and one of the hosts of Locked on Bucks. He is Gino Camilleri, one of the hosts of Locked on Eagles. You can check both of us out on those shows five days a week, as well as on Twitter. I am at JRCO underscore box. He is at GC24 underscore football. This crossover episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Biggest matchups, most important players coming up for you in just a little bit. But Gina, let's start off with the biggest stories surrounding our teams. And since the Buccaneers are the home team, I'm going to defer to you to go ahead and kick things off. So what is the biggest story in Eagles land right now? I would say, can the passing offense get right? Because coming off of a performance where you go on the ground for 259 yards, the middle of the field hasn't really been there for the Eagles passing attack. Dallas Goddard hasn't really been getting going. There's a little scuffle on the sideline. Not a scuffle, just an exchange of words between A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts trying to get on the same page. But that's to be expected with a new coordinator in Brian Johnson who has been calling plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. But after 11 days off between a Thursday night game and Monday night, you're expecting them to come out hot. And the passing game, they've been sputtering a little bit. And in this game, especially when your counterpart has two very good weapons on the other side, I think this is going to be one of those Formula One races, like whose car can get off of the gates quicker. And hopefully the Eagles passing attack can do just that. It hasn't been great. If you saw the Super Bowl performance, you're probably thinking, how can Jalen Hurts in this offense not do what they did just a few short months ago? And we're all thinking the same exact thing. So if they can't get the passing game going, how do they respond? Can they get the game going on the ground against a pretty good run defense? Can the Philadelphia Eagles hold up against Tampa Bay's pass game? Because if you get into a shootout and you can't pass the football, it only takes a couple quick drives from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get that game out of reach. And that's some that's a position we haven't seen the Eagles be in. So if they could keep this close and have success in the air, that's where I think they find success. But if things go awry, it might be another Baker Mayfield success story, which 2-0, you got to be feeling pretty good, James. We've both beat Minnesota at this point, so hats off to both of us. Yeah, the, and you know, Minnesota hasn't looked terrible. And that's no. the thing is, is they're kind of getting hate a little bit. Justin Jefferson is still Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is is playing relatively well. But yeah, you talk about, you know, my my son is constantly complaining about fantasy football and he has A.J. Brown and he's like, where mm. are the A.J. Brown points? And I say they're all going to Devontae Smith, who's on my team. You know, the, the Buccaneers have struggled against those number one receivers. They struggled against Jefferson. They struggled against D.J. Moore. 
Something else that they have struggled with has been the tight end. TJ Hawkinson had a big game. Cole Komet was really involved. So not only is AJ Brown kind of poised to kind of you know, have a, a bounce back game a little bit against this Buccaneer secondary, but you can finally see Dallas Goddard get a little bit more involved than we've seen over the first couple of weeks. For the Buccaneers, though, the biggest story you kind of alluded to it has been the fact that this team is 2-0, thanks in large part to Baker Mayfield. You take a look at what Baker's been able to do. He has not turned the ball over this year. He's been sacked only once. He's been hit the fewest times of any starting quarterback in the NFL through two weeks. He's the third highest graded quarterback on Pro Football Focus. And full disclosure, I'm I'm a little meh on the PFF grades, but I know it is a, a measuring tool. It is, it's not the end-all be-all, but it is something to consider. And I know a lot of people really do weigh those grades heavily. So the fact that he's third uh, on that list is is really, really impressive for the amount of criticism and lack of confidence that he had been receiving all offseason. But beyond that, he's making really, really smart decisions. He's getting the ball out of his hand quickly. He's using his feet when he's been in trouble. There were numerous times against the Chicago Bears where it was like, all right, he's about to go down. And somehow he teleports out of a guy's arms and pops out on the side and either runs for positive yardage, is able to flick the ball for a couple yard gain. He's really, really looked good to the point that it's it's shades of that 2020 Baker Mayfield that won a playoff game and, and took the Chiefs down to the wire. So Baker Mayfield, while the defense has been outstanding for the Buccaneers, for the most part, Baker Mayfield is a massive reason that this Buccaneers team is 2-0 because he's not putting the team in danger. He's not putting the ball in jeopardy, and he really is starting to click, not only with Mike Evans, obviously, and, and Chris Godwin and Kate Otten, but he's starting to click with Dave Canales, the offensive coordinator, the new play caller for this Buccaneers team, and it's it's a huge reason why we're talking about these two teams you know, battling it out on on Monday Night Football rather than me sitting here very sadly talking about how the Eagles are going to boat race the Buccaneers. I can't even say that with confidence right now because I, I haven't seen them boat race a team. Like I haven't seen them put their foot on the throat of a team and just keep them out. It's been a one-score game in games where if you go back and contextualize it, that score, 34-28 against Minnesota, doesn't really tell the whole story. The same thing against New England. They potentially could have had all these points. And hearing you talk about Baker, it's like, man, that's what made Jalen so great last year. And that's a great place to be because, yes, it comes down to X's and O's and how guys can win one-on-one -on -one matchups. But at the same time, if you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin already, you just need somebody to be on the same page as your OC. Give them a little bit of time. And especially if you saw the success that these two quarterbacks who played the Eagles, and I'll, I'll put it with Mac Jones. I mean, if you have that type of game plan where that ball's out in under two and a half seconds, as good as the Eagles pass rush is, nobody could get to the quarterback that quickly. So it makes all the sense in the world. And I think two good teams that build from the trenches. Todd Bowles was a former Eagles defensive coordinator. He loves to have multiple guys that can rush the passer. The Eagles, the same exact way. Hopefully, though, to your point, James, about Baker getting outside the pocket and being able to evade things, 
These Eagles defenders have to go against Jalen Hurts, who is Houdini each and every day in practice. So hopefully that can get them in the right, right mind state to go against the quarterback, which they haven't seen. Most of these guys are stagnant in the pocket. What's going to happen when that guy gets off of his first read, rolls away from you, can you keep contained? Because if they close off one side, Baker Mayfield, just as Jalen Hurts, he can make one man miss in the open field. Heck, Baker put his shoulder down like he did a couple weeks ago against Minnesota. And the quarterback position is as important as anything in this National Football League. And if you have two guys playing as efficiently, Baker more than Jalen right now, which is crazy to say, who has two turnovers in his first two games, I think that might be the ultimate storyline. Who could take care of the football the most? Because if the Eagles don't win the turnover differential, can they win this football game? If their offense can't take care of the football and Baker can, man, this might be a game that both Lou and I said this might be easy prior to the season. But now you're looking at it and say you can't look past this Tampa Bay team at all come Monday night. Yeah, the Buccaneers second only to the Dallas Cowboys in turnover differential through two weeks this season. I know you and I are both hoping to watch that Cowboys team come crashing back to earth. But the biggest matchups that are going to decide this game between the Buccaneers and the Eagles, that is coming up next here on Crossover Thursday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Prize picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Prize Picks also offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And now, PricePix offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. This week, I'm taking Mike Evans to have more than 58 and a half receiving yards and Jalen Hurts to have less than 40 and a half rushing yards. Go to PricePix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to PricePix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100 price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand and Jace Medical is Simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Do not get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional $20 off by using code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked On. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks and Locked On Eagles your first listen every day. Every dayers, be sure you are coming back tomorrow to hear everything that Gino and Lou are saying about the Eagles. Check out what David and I are saying about the Buccaneers. But every game, Gino boils down to a few key matchups. And for the Eagles to continue their streak, come off of two closer than comfortable victories 
early in the year, what is the matchup that they need to exploit against the Buccaneers? I have two very distinct ones, and I think they both come through the passing game. I'm going to start with part one, which I think is Jalen Hurts versus Todd Bowles. The Todd Bowles and Jalen Hurts that we saw two years ago is going to be completely different, in my opinion, this time. Because the way that Tampa played the Eagles in that playoff game was, we are going to make Jalen Hurts throw the football. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've watched the tape of these last two teams to play the Eagles, but even the Eagles offensive line recognized that when Minnesota was playing a three down front and dropping eight into coverage, that they were worried about Jalen Hurts throwing the football. It's a completely new player that Todd Bowles is going to have to go against. And I'm excited to see how that chess match lines up. And the guys on the outside ultimately are my key to this game. How can AJ Brown and Devontae Smith go against I don't know, is Carlton Davis 100% healthy going into this game, or is he still a little bit banged up? He is still banged up. We have no word as to his status as of right now. So between a banged up Carlton Davis, a Jamel Dean, who they've allowed pretty good yardage to those number one receivers, especially with 11 days to game plan, I want to see how the Eagles can exploit that advantage right away. Because what are you going to do? Are you going to try and send multiple guys down into the box? Which if Tampa can stop the run with four, that makes your game plan pretty easy. But let's say the Eagles get off to a little bit of a hot start in the run game. And then that opens up things deep. Do you like your one-on-one -on -one ability with Jamel Dean on either Devontae Smith or AJ Brown? And it comes down to a couple plays. And last week, if you look at it, the Eagles made the biggest play when Jalen Hurts had pressure right in his face. Devontae Smith finally wins a one-on-one -on -one matchup after the Eagles pounded the rock time and time again, and they get a 69-yard touchdown out of it. So those are the little things that you're going to have to take away from Jalen Hurts. Let's try to get him off his spot. Let's not let those routes develop downfield. And hopefully, I said on our show yesterday, you can get Antoine Winfield off of his spot who I believe if you can't manipulate him with as much range as he has, he's going to make you pay on the back end. And Jalen Hurts has had a couple mistakes where he hasn't seen that safety. And man, that's a guy you don't want to put that ball up in the air because he's going to come down and get it. So if you can exploit that offense through your passing game and maybe even get a little Dallas Goddard sprinkled in there, I've said the last two weeks and I've anti-jinxed this guy out of the moon. So maybe we could get a little of them, just a little espresso shot of Dallas Goddard mixed in there as well. But I think it comes down to the passing game and maybe that might uh, preclude what you are going to say here. Yeah, it's, it's funny you bring that up because that is also my key matchup. It's the Buccaneers secondary. And, and, and like we just mentioned, there's no telling whether or not Carlton Davis is going to play against the Eagles. So he's, he's dealing with that turf toe injury. Now I will say, you know, against the Minnesota Vikings, when Carlton Davis was the one who was on Justin Jefferson, the entire second half, 12 receiving yards. When Carlton Davis is put in a spot where he is man on man with a number one receiver, more often than not, he wins those battles. Mm -hmm. um, so if he doesn't go, that leaves Jamel Dean and Zion McCollum to defend against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And, and Jamel Dean has had a rough start to the season, much like many of the other players that got their big bag of money. Uh, you, you take a look, mostly it's it's been the quarterbacks, but Jamel Dean got paid. He didn't get paid to be just a guy. He got paid to be the 1B to Carlton's 1A. And, and Zion McCollum is still struggling at this level. I've mentioned it on my show a couple of times. 
he's almost like the Jameis Winston of the secondary where he will make a play where your jaw drops and you're like, how did he just do that? Then he'll make a play that your jaw drops and you go, why did he just mm-hmm. do that? So he played well against the Bears. I will I will absolutely give him that. He nearly had an interception. It, is, it was a close call, but he's starting to get into the groove. He was a late bloomer in college. Um, so you, you take a look at how McCollum did, how Jamel Dean did against the Bears. DJ Moore had himself a day, and let's be honest, DJ Moore is not AJ Brown or Devonta Smith. So there's going to need to be a lot of help over the top by Antoine Winfield Jr., by Ryan Neal, which takes away, this plays into your, your first key matchup here, that takes away Bulls' ability to bring those guys on blitzes, which is mm-hmm. something he likes to do often. So that, in turn, is going to lead to Jalen Hurts having a little bit more time in the pocket if that front line generic pass rush doesn't get to him and create the pressure. So leaving those guys on islands, once again, is going to lead to an advantage for the, the Eagles receiver. So it could be a really, really long day for the Bucs and Buccaneers fans if Bowles isn't at the top of his game in terms of drawing up really solid coverage to limit these Eagles pass catchers. I totally agree. And the one thing that you said that I want to point out, Jalen Hurts has had a decent amount of time. I think next-gen stats even had him at around three and a half seconds in one of the first two games, which is a fair yeah. amount of time in the National Football League. But the one thing that Brian Flores, and where did Brian Flores come from? He came from the Belichick tree. What do they do behind that blitz? They play a ton of zone. So things didn't start to come open. So to your point, James, I believe if you're playing more man that's where those guys who are shifty and athletic and you give them three, four times to break down the field. That's when you're going to see the Jalen hurts of 2022, where he could get those guys downfield. But if they can hit home with four, the Eagles can establish the run and you could send that help back a little bit. That's where you're going to challenge Jalen hurts. So that chess matchup, I, I love going against old Eagles coordinators, especially ones that I liked. I, I love Todd Bowles. I think he's one of the more underrated coaches in this league. I'm glad to see where he is now. If Carlton Davis can't go, huge key matchup. If James Bradbury on the other side isn't 100% healthy, that's the luck to those Eagles wide uh, cornerbacks as well. I mean, Slay is as good as advertised, but if you go back to last week, now without Avante Maddox, and you have to throw Mario Goodrich, who you're probably saying Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, go look at Mario Goodrich's game last week. It wasn't very good. So if the Eagles... They get banged up on the back end like they were last week. Minnesota, they still put up a ton of yards in the air. So did New England. It might be a first to 400 yards in the air, whoever's going to win this game. Like if Baker can go for, let's say, 350 and, and two touchdowns, I think that's a pretty good day if he takes care of the football. And I said this to you before the show. I'm scarred by seeing Tampa Bay play the Eagles. I was there in 2015 with Mike Evans' second of like 97 1,000-yard receiving years where Jameis Winston scored five touchdowns on the Eagles, and I left in the third quarter, and Mike Evans is still that good. And Tampa has two backs that if you don't tackle them in open space, they can make you miss. Rashad White, I'm a big Orange fan. I'm from Western New York. Sean Tucker, those two guys will make you pay. And if you have to load the box, exactly the game plan I set for the Eagles, Tampa Bay can do exactly that and make you pay on the back end. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting chess match to see how this plays out. Real quick, Gino, who is your most important player for the Eagles in this one? 
Ooh, that's very interesting. I'm going to say Jalen Carter, and it's probably yeah. the easy one. I think you look at Cody Mock. I was a big fan of him coming out of North Dakota State. Still very young. The interior of the last two teams that the Eagles have played has been on the lesser end. How does Tampa Bay hold up against not just Jalen, but if you double team Jalen, now you got to deal with Jordan Davis. Now you got to deal with Fletcher Cox. I mean, they deal with Vita Vea in practice, but when it's wave after wave after wave, that's really what the MO of the Eagles is. They are going to hit you not just with their fastball, they're going to come with the changeup, they're going to have their slider in that bag. And it comes down to locking into one of the best rookies ever. So you'll love this, Tampa Bay fans. Saints basically traded the rights to draft Jalen Carter in the top 10 this year to draft Trevor Penning last year. So that's a good laugh for everybody. We can laugh at that. And Definitely. next time uh, one of the guys, Shaq Barrett on the edge, goes against Trevor Penning, just remember that little nugget. Well, you know, that'll be next week. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, uh, the most important player for me for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is Devin White. He was an absolute mm -hmm. stud against the Minnesota Vikings and then disappeared almost completely against the Bears. When it comes to this Eagles offense, we need to see the double-digit tackle, blitz machine, pressure generator that White can be. And if White can get in the backfield early and often and create some chaos behind the line of scrimmage, the Bucs are going to have a chance in this one. It'll be about closing if he does get those opportunities. If Hurts can escape the pressure and use his legs or keep his eyes downfield, it can lead to some explosive plays. So if White is able to force Hurts into rushing his throws, uh, running into trouble with those edge guys like Shaq and, and Joe Tryon Shoyinka, uh, you know, knocking him to the ground. The Bucks are going to be able to really dictate play a little bit and, and gain the advantage. Like I mentioned before, you know, Bowles is going to need Winfield to kneel on that back end. So White and of course Levante David, they need to be the guys that are helping to get some pressure on Hertz and force him into some mistakes. But we're going to talk about what has to go right for each team to get the win. And of course, our score predictions that's coming up next here on crossover Thursday. I cannot say enough good things about bird dogs. I am an avid wearer of their shorts and I bragged about them so much that my son ended up stealing one of my pairs that he now wears to school regularly. The bird dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg to give you a truly sculpted look, but they feel way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. The cloud knit fabric looks like khaki, but stretches so you're not sacrificing movement for that slimmer look. And I love to wear them just lounging around the house, whereas my son not only wears them to school, but during his rigorous dry land training for his hockey team. So that's where the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric also comes in handy. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Wrapping things up here on a crossover Thursday edition of locked on Eagles and locked on bucks. Gino, what has to go right on Monday? for the Eagles to get the win and move to 3-0. and I've talked to, at nauseum here about basically everybody on this team that's going to make an impact. I think it comes down to, to simple things. I said 
the turnover differential, especially a team that takes care of the football like Tampa Bay. If the Eagles turn it over, Jalen Hurts has a couple mistakes like he had in the first two weeks, and let's say Tampa tries to restrict how many drives the Eagles have, well, turning the ball over, you got one less opportunity to go and score. And talk about scoring, when they get into the red zone, they got to start punching this thing in. They've kicked way too many field goals down in the red zone. They've made way too many mistakes taking penalties. There was one drive last week where they're at the opponent's 25, and they end up punting from their own 49 because of penalties. That can't happen yet again, and they can't continue to be the number one team in the league when it comes to three and outs. So how does that happen? It's your offensive coordinator and everybody on offense getting on the same page. And the defense, I think they just have to continue to do what they do. The statistics might not look great when you look at the numbers, but if you look at the pressure they're getting on quarterbacks, if you see the turnovers that they're creating, interceptions, forced fumbles, getting their hands on balls at the line of scrimmage, the defense is going to probably going to be the unit that wins this game, especially if the offense can't get right. Where does that come down to? Win in the trenches. Simple. It's an easy formula. We overcomplicate it a lot of times. Yeah, it's funny. We're talking about like the advantages of each of these teams receivers against each of these teams secondaries. We're going to end up with like a 10 to 7 game because the defenses <laughs> are both really, really good. Uh, Rushing for 400 yards as a total. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for the Buccaneers, it's the offensive line being able to buy Baker enough time to find his pass catchers while the defense is limiting the chunk plays by Philly's offense. And I know that's cheating a little bit, but this is a surprise 2-0 team to most people uh, going up against who I still think is the best team in the NFL. So it's more than just one thing going right for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's this game has to be flawless or as close to flawless as you can get in the NFL for Tampa Bay on both sides of the ball. If we're going to see arguably the biggest upset of this early NFL season. So Baker has to have time. Jalen Hurts cannot have any time and the Bucs don't shoot themselves in the foot with bad penalties and turnovers. We've seen them avoid the turnovers through two games so far. And against Minnesota, they were really good about the penalties. Then against the Bears, seven penalties. Six of them came on the offensive side of the ball. Three of them were pre-snap penalties. You cannot have that against a team that is as stacked and good and opportunistic as the Philadelphia Eagles if you are going to give yourself a chance to win this football game. So we're both concerned about the secondaries. We both think that this could, you know, be a pretty explosive and an exciting game to watch. But Gino, what do you see being the final score in this one? Like you said, like what do we know? It could, we could talk about this passing offense, and then it's a ten-seven shootout because both of these defenses are really good. I think. Tampa Bay playing man is going to open up more opportunities for Jalen Hurts to get that ball down the field, which I think will capitalize on more points, which at the same time, I also don't trust the Eagles back end outside of Darius Lane, James Bradbury. You lose Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who is one of the best safeties in the league. And now the guys that you have, they're not as good as Chauncey Gardner Johnson. So if they can get those balls downfield, it's going to be a high scoring game. In my opinion, I love the over over at FanDuel. I think 
I've picked the Eagles to win twice, and they have won. So I'm just going to continue to ride the hot hand. This is no offense to Tampa at all. We both have a common enemy in the Saints as well. Their fans don't like us. We don't like them. So go beat them next week. But I think, let's say, I'm going to put a lot, 38 to 28. 38-28, I think a lot of points are scored, and I don't see much punting going on in this game. All right. All right. Well, as much as I would love to see the Bucks win this one when Philly's favorite human being, Rondé Barber, is going to get honored. Oh, at there it is. How many, how many of your listeners and viewers are going to watch the documentary that is being, um, it, it's the, uh, the world premiere of the Rondé Barber documentary in Tampa as we are recording this? Uh, how many of your viewers and listeners are, are going to watch that beautiful, beautiful film? I'm sure there is uh, somebody that could pay for the trauma that Rondé Barber has uh, given me in my life as a nine-year-old Eagles fan sitting in my room crying after that interception happened. I remember it vividly. You don't think I won't remember that one, but hey, they took care of Tom Brady two weeks ago on Tom Brady Appreciation Night. I'm hoping, goodness gracious, Rondé Barber crushed my heart and so many people's souls. I, it should be a good documentary. He was a good player. But the Barber brothers are not big fans in Philadelphia, if you could have guessed, because the other one played for one of our rivals as well. But it should be a good game overall. I think that we have a, a lot to gain out of this one, and both teams I don't think have a lot to lose, but more to learn. Like who comes out and they get their weaknesses maybe exposed a little bit more. And hopefully it doesn't come at the hands of the Eagles doing something stupid, like throwing a ball to Rondé Barber and he returns it to the house. I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> I, I real quick, I remember a time that I went to a, a local restaurant uh, called Cold Beer and Cheeseburgers for anybody in the Dayton, Ohio area that may be listening to the show because uh, they had NFL Sunday ticket when it first started with direct TV. And I'm watching the Bucks Eagles and Rondé Barber gets his second interception that he's returning for a touchdown in the table next to me. I hear them laughing and one of them says, this guy is cheering a replay. And I looked over and I'm like, no, that's his second pick six of the day. Yes. Um, I will never, ever forget that. But I do think that the Eagles are just too good on both sides of the ball for the Bucks to pull off the upset. I don't think it's a blowout, but I think the Eagles hand Tampa Bay their first loss 30 to 23. I like it. With that, we are going to get out of here. Eagles fans, make sure you're coming back tomorrow to join Gino and Louie as they continue to preview this game. Bucks fans, be sure to join me and David Harrison Friday night live on YouTube at 7 p.m. for our weekly live episode. It's not going to be the final preview because that'll drop on Monday, but still join us in the live chat. Check out everything that Gino is doing on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. Check out everything that I'm doing at JRCO underscore bucks hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day stay safe stay healthy and uh i'd normally say fire the cannons here but we all love ronde barber i'll just say that <laughs> thank you for joining us right here on a crossover thursday part of the locked on podcast network your team every day fly eagles fly